listening to Beyond the Game. I love you guys. love the program. You're already famous in Rochester, but watch out world. It's a faith-based sports radio program. That's the dumbest thing I could think of. I love everything about it. The, the, the beards, the handshakes. That just means I'm never leaving my kids alone with you. The ladies are digging my sweet bass. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome into the show from the BTG studio here in Rochester, New York. This is the Beyond the Game program. Along with Zach Barletta, I'm Rick Benson. Glad to have you with us. Hope you'll be encouraged over this next half hour by a faith-based perspective on the world of sports. It's sports talk without the trash talk. Here we are at the start, Zach, of the NHL season. It arrives annually just as baseball winds down. You know I love the NFL. You know I love the NBA. I I love the PGA. I anything that is some sort of athletic competition, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. But my absolute favorites have always been baseball and hockey, and they work ideally together. If you're a fan of these leagues, there's never an off season because one mm-hmm. ends, the other picks up. There's always something to watch on TV. So as we do for the start of each season of the major American pro sports, we'll give you our previews of the year ahead. So, Zach, how do we want to do this? I think probably just go down each division, maybe give our top three teams, pick yeah. a couple of wild cards for each conference. So here we go. I'm going to start us off, Atlantic Division, and I've made this pick now for a couple years in a row. I'll tell you right off, I'm going to be. this is my pick to win the, the Stanley Cup, as it has been, and I'm shocked they didn't do it last year or even the year before, but the Tampa Bay Lightning are my pick in the Atlantic Division, followed by the Maple Leafs and the Bruins. I wouldn't be surprised to see you trade in your Islanders gear for some Tampa Bay Lightning gear this year. I think we might finally see that happen. <laughs> I have the Lightning as well. It's real tough to pick against them, especially since most of my favorite New York Rangers have ended up there. Um, then in second, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs, and in third, the Boston Bruins. Same as me. Metropolitan Division, why don't you give me your order? I have the reigning champion Washington Capitals, followed by the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Here's where we differ. I had the first two as you, the Capitals, the Penguins, but then as much as it pains me because I loathe this team more than even any other team in sports, the Philadelphia Flyers Mm. is my number three team in that division. Boy, it was tough not to put the Flyers in there because they're so good and they're so fun to watch as a young team, but I just, those three teams, I, I couldn't decide on one of them to bump out for the Flyers, so they just missed the cut. Central Division in the West, I have the Winnipeg Jets the Nashville Predators, and I, I went back and forth on those two teams. I am I think that Predators team is terrific. I think the Jets is terrific, and I see the Blues in the number three spot. I have the same three teams in different order. I have Predators, Blues, Jets. But, I mean, honestly, I could see any of those three teams not just winning the division but winning the Cup. So Yeah, that's going to be a great division. That's going to be a great division to watch all year long. Pacific Division, what do you got, buddy? I have the San Jose Sharks, who you may remember us talking about a few weeks ago followed by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks. Okay, I've got the same top two, Sharks, Knights, and then I'm going LA Kings. Let's talk about our wild card teams. In the Eastern Conference, I have the Florida Panthers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So where you put the the Blue Jackets, I put the Flyers, and where you put the Flyers, I put the Blue Jackets. And then as I'm going through the wild cards, there was a team in each conference that just made me go, hmm, Mm hmm. Now, I've got the Panthers, guys? and I've got the Blue Jackets, but the New Jersey Devils are a team that I just kind of go, hmm, I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck into a playoff spot and bumped somebody. 
Not only that, I have them listed as a wild card team. Do you? Who do you have? I have the Devils and the Hurricanes. And the Hurricanes, okay. They're a very talented team. Their puck possession numbers are always good. They just have to find a way to get the puck in the net. They added Ham- Dougie Hamilton, which I really like, and I just think that they're a team on the rise finally. And they're going to wear their Whalers uniforms for two games against the Bruins this year. Yeah, that's good for two wins yeah, automatically. Who, who can't love that? In the Western Conference, I have the Dallas Stars and the Calgary Flames, and my hmm team was the Edmonton Oilers. To finish up the East, my hmm team that I didn't give was the Buffalo Sabres. Really? I just think there's so many first-round picks. Uh, they've added Dolan to the team this year. I just think eventually those young players are all going to start playing well together, and I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but I do think uh, for Buffalo fans, they'll have a fun team to watch. because With Captain Jack Eichel. Absolutely. You know, we'll be able to stop watching Bills games and start watching Sabres games. And you're not and, the only one. I've seen a couple people predicting wild card for the Sabres. So I'm not going to go that here. far, but uh, I think they'll be fun. How about that? Okay. For the West, my wild card teams are the Colorado Avalanche and the Calgary Flames. My team to watch is the Edmonton Oilers, much for the same reason as the Sabres, that there's so much young talent that eventually it has to start translating into wins, right? Let's talk about our conference champions. I got, as I already told you, I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the East. I've got them actually lifting the cup. In the West, I, I have them playing the San Jose Sharks, and that'll be a heck of a series. That will be. I, I have the Capitals coming out of the East. Look, they're the reigning champions. They have Alex Ovechkin. They have a goalie and Holpe who can be as hot as anybody for streaks. And this is going to be the first time we see Ovechkin without the pressure of never having won a cup before. And I think that's going to be something interesting to watch. And then out of the West, I also have the San Jose Sharks. It was tough not to pick the Predators, but yep. with the addition of Eric Carlson to the Sharks, to what's already just a fantastic defense and some young offensive pieces, I just couldn't pick against them. Still to come on today's show, I want to talk about that ridiculous play in the NL wildcard game where two players on opposing teams shared a hug in the middle of a game and worse, as the play was going on. We'll tell you what it is that we like this week in sports and give you our responses to the shenanigans questions, or I should say shenanigans statements, that Zach has picked out for this week. Stay with us. I'm Benson. He's Barletta. You're listening to the Beyond the Game program. Okay, let's take a look back on this past week in Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics. This is the Red Hawks recap for the week covering up through October 3rd. Red Hawks recap being brought to you by Roberts Wesleyan College. The Roberts Wesleyan women's volleyball team won their second match in a row last Saturday, defeating Queens College 3-zip. Freshman Laura Taco Chase had a game-high 29 assists, while sophomore Grace Detweiler had six aces, and junior Rachel Holmes had 10 kills to lead the Red Hawks. On Sunday, though, they fell in straight sets to Malloy College and are now 3-11 overall and 2-3 and in the East Coast Conference. In soccer last Saturday, it was homecoming day as both the Red Hawks teams hosted LIU Post. The women fell 3-0 before the men gave nationally ranked number 15 LIU Post all they could handle going into double overtime before losing 1-0. Both the men's and women's cross-country teams had strong performances at the Louisville Cross-Country Classic last weekend. In the women's 5K race, the Red Hawks finished in 5th place out of 31 teams, while on the men's side, the Red Hawks finished in 7th out of 45 teams. Elsewhere this week, the men's tennis team defeated Niagara University on the road this past Wednesday 5-2, and only one opportunity to catch the Red Hawks in action at home this week, and that's the women's volleyball team on Saturday the 6th with a noontime home match against the University of Bridgeport. 
Stay up to date with all the news regarding Roberts Wesleyan College Athletics, as well as finding scores, game highlights, and more by visiting their website, robertsredhawks.com. And, of course, you can follow Roberts Wesleyan Athletics on Twitter at RWC Redhawks. This has been the Redhawks Recap presented by Roberts Wesleyan College. Do you know a high school athlete looking for a D2 college? Hi, I'm Dr. Dina Porterfield, president of Roberts Wesleyan College, where athletics are fundamental to our commitment to educate for character. Our athletic program is strong and getting stronger every year. We offer 17 varsity sports, from lacrosse and basketball to track and field and soccer, and the only Division II athletic program in the area. Tell the young athlete in your life about Roberts. Visit roberts.edu. It took me a long time to be able to say Chandler has cancer because that is such a scary word. When St. Jude finds something that works well with a certain cancer, they share that with everybody. And knowing that we don't have to pay for all of the medical expenses, that's huge. We just have to worry about helping Chandler, and he's just my heart. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Rick Benson along with Zach Barletta. This is the Beyond the Game program, btgprogram.com or at btgprogram. How far have we come, Zach, in the name of player safety in baseball? Of, of course, we know the most Buster Posey rule, and I like it. You can no longer run over a catcher at home plate. I'm all for that because I never understood why you could do that and, and not run over other players. Mm-hmm. The gear he wears might lessen the sting of a foul ball, but it ain't going to do any, anything really with a runner barreling down on him. Yeah. And I know, Zach, you tweeted out how baseball would be seemingly, is seemingly inviting players to stare and admire home runs and to flip the bat. They're, you know, celebrating a new brash kind of unwritten set of rules for this postseason, inviting, what is it, the Ken Griffey Jr. commercial they've been running, mm-hmm. inviting kids to be kids. And I know I'm the one who warned that in the tension of the moment, those things will only serve to agitate the opponent and will lead to retaliation and fights. And I know I always like to play the role of the old curmudgeon who wants people to get the heck off his lawn. I like the posy rule. I don't like the bat flip. I don't think the game is boring or that it needs a shot of youthful exuberance to make it better. I like it the way it is. Why are you why are you so old? But then there was the NL wildcard game. With the score nodded at one and only one out and two on in the bottom of the 11th, the Cubs' Wilson Contreras grounds to Rockies third baseman Nolan Arenado. Arenado turned to tag out Javier Baez, who was running from second to third. Baez extends his arms and wrapped Arenado up for a hug. And then Arenado hugged him back. I mean, what the heck was going on? That was garbage. He smiled at him, gave him a pat rather than throw to first. Throw to first. Get rid of the MVP votes for Arenado. <laughs> you got to throw to first in that situation and come up with some sort of interference call. Are you kidding me? Have we gone too far in the friendly camaraderie? Always a difficult word for me, whatever. You, mm-hmm. you have a difficult word. That's one of them for me. And when I was a kid doing learning Bible verses and stuff, the word iniquity, I always missed the second I and I would totally butcher the word every time. I don't know why. My wife struggles with ancient. I struggle with camaraderie. I'll use small words that you'll be sure to understand. But that friendly camaraderie between players on opposing teams, 
man, I don't know. I think it's gone too far. Baez was called out, of course, but Rockies manager Bud Black went out, kind of inquired of the umpire crew, hey, is there interference here? And because Arenado never really tried to make a throw, he just sort of hugged Baez back. Mm-hmm. There was no interference. And I'm thinking... You throw over there because you got Daniel Murphy making his way to second, and you got a poor running already, and a gimpy Contreras chugging out for first. I, I just, I didn't like it. No damage done, as it turns out. Next batter grounds out anyway. But what if? I've seen girls play tougher than that nonsense I saw out there. Oh. I mean, be friends after the game, not during. There's no hugging in baseball. Get off my lawn. Run through the tag. Knock the ball free if possible. Break up the double play with aggressive play, not hugs, flowers, love, that sort of thing. (laughs) You're hearkening back to the days of no fraternization between the lines. When you're on the field, you're enemies, right? You're not hugging. You're not... uh... I don't know if you're enemies, but you're definitely not hugging it out, especially with a play going on. Mm -hmm. Great. You want to... He makes his way back in towards his dugout, a little butt tap on the way by. You know, that's sports, whatever. That should have been interference. You should be playing much harder. You should have tried to run through the tag to begin with rather Uh than just wrap the guy up. I just, and again, I'm not suggesting that you go out and hurt somebody, but run through the tag. You don't have to truck Arenado, but if he runs into you attempting to make the tag, well, that's just a result of hard-nosed play. Let it go by both players. I'm not for showing guys up. I'm not for intentionally hurting somebody, but I'm for hard physical play. That goofy hug could have potentially wrecked the Rocky season. Hey, what if the next batter, instead of grounding out, had drilled a three-run homer? Well, then the Rocky season would be would be over, and the Cubs mm-hmm. would be moving on. That's how that would have turned out. I hear many people from time to time call Christians weak. Perhaps they feel as though all the love for one another negates any possibility of them being tough, of them being rugged, of them being able to play sports hard. Perhaps they see TV shows. Uh, musicians mocking believers, even Jesus himself making fun of them, you know, in the most foul ways, by the way, without any sort of serious backlash. Nothing happens to people when they poke fun at Christians. Mm-hmm. Hollywood often portray- portrays Christians as backwards, as psychopathic, as just this self-righteous clown that you're almost intended to dislike. That's why they write them into the script. And then our tax dollars being used for ungodly art, abortion clinics, other anti-Christian themes, while at the same time throwing every shred of morality and traditional values out of schools and public places, all without any real fight from Christians. It's no wonder they think believers are weak. Many Christians are too busy promoting that uh, best friend Jesus and watered-down version of Christianity, fearful even from the pulpit of making anyone uncomfortable or being seen as insensitive for confronting sin. After all, you're sinners too. Society seems to be convinced that if you're flawed, then you are no longer entitled to speak out against sin or or to speak out against perhaps the same flaw that, that you struggle with. It makes you somehow a, a hypocrite. What a load of garbage. It's time to stop hugging sin and start standing up against it. It's okay to be intolerant, at least of sin itself, I think. You don't want to be intolerant of people, of course. We need to love them, but... I will say that it's okay and probably even a good idea if a few more of them were made uncomfortable in regards to their sin. It's okay to be angry over sin. We read of Jesus being righteously angry and taking bold action with those selling in the temple. And not just selling. These people were marketing things designed for holy purposes, making fraudulent exchanges. Matthew 21 verse 12 says, 
And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And yet two verses later, he's seen as compassionate and caring for people. Matthew 21, verse 14 says, And the blind and lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. You know, you can be righteously angry and turn around and be compassionate and caring for people. The Christian is called to unconditionally love, not unconditionally approve things. What will get people's attention is showing some backbone and standing up for those things which you believe in. Second Timothy Chapter 1, verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Treat people with love and compassion, but don't compromise, don't accept, don't condone sinful behavior. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 says, Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. That said, we were all there. Every believer at one time had their eyes opened to the gospel and their weaknesses turned to strength. Romans 5, 6 says, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. You and I, and those still stuck in their sins, are all the ungodly for whom Christ gave his life for. But heaven's available to those who choose to follow him. Jesus Christ already paid the debt of our sins when he died on the cross. Second Corinthians five twenty one says, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He had lived a life without ever sinning. Therefore, he, he obviously didn't need to die, but he chose to. He took the weight of sin upon himself, paying for them all with his sacrifice. He was buried, but then he rose again three days later because he has the power over death. And you can have the power over eternal death by placing your trust in him. Admit your sin and guilt to God. Tell him that you believe he died on the cross for you, was buried, was risen again. Ask God to forgive you and tell God that you want him to change you and help you repent from your sin. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Romans 10.9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. If you'd like to contact the show, you have a prayer request, you'd want us to keep you in mind. Probably the best way to do that is through our website, btgprogram.com. You can also reach out through social media at btgprogram. I want to thank you for being with us with Zach Barletta. I'm Rick Benson. This is the Beyond the Game program. Let's face it, friends. Sometimes life hurts. Sometimes we even get caught up in habits that are hard to break. That hurt can be especially painful for young people. But thankfully, God heals. Hope Church in Greece is offering a 12-week program called Life Hurts, God Heals. This program is intended to help students who are struggling with pain or addiction such as drinking, cutting, pornography, eating disorders, troubled family dynamics, and more. Hundreds of students from middle school age to college age have been given tools to help overcome life's difficulties through this program and many lives have been changed. Life Hurts, God Heals is offered Sundays from 1 to 3 p.m. at the Gathering Place South in Rochester. And of course, it's absolutely free of charge. For more information, visit the church's website, sharethehope.org, or call the church office at 585-723-HOPE. That's 585-723-4673 and ask for Jill. 
When I have a home remodeling project, whether interior or exterior, I call McAfee's Remodeling Company. Family owned for nearly two decades, McAfee's Remodeling Company is the name I trust. Mike McAfee put a new bathroom into my house three years ago, and I'm still getting compliments on it every time someone comes over to visit. Mike and his crew are experienced and professional, and you'll be thrilled with their work. So give McAfee's Remodeling Company a call today at 402-1070. That's 402-1070. Or visit them online at McAfeeRemodeling.com. You're listening to Beyond the Game, talking sports from a different point of view. Beyond the Game is listener-supported. You can help by making a one-time gift or perhaps even committing to a monthly pledge amount. And if you own a business, consider advertising during the Beyond the Game program and promote your business to large audiences of both sports fans and people of faith. Please join us as we seek to encourage, equip, and evangelize through Sports Talk Radio. Visit our website at btgprogram.com for more information or make a donation via PayPal Secure Servers. Beyond the Game thanks you for both your financial and prayerful support. Welcome back into the Beyond the Game program. Beyond the Game is recorded in the BTG studio in Rochester, New York. You can get this podcast on iTunes. You can get it on Google Play. You can get it on our website, btgprogram.com. Click and subscribe. Have it downloaded to your device of choice automatically each week. The podcast is it's downloaded and listened to all around the world. People around the United States in such places like University Park, Texas, where the show was recently downloaded. Highland Park High School is located there. Winners of multiple state titles in a number of sports. Alumni of Highland Park High School in University Park, Texas, include L.A. Dodgers pitcher Clayton Kershaw, Detroit Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford, 1948 Heisman Trophy winner and NFL Hall of Famer Doak Walker, as well as the notorious John Hinckley Jr. and the beautiful actresses Jane Mansfield and Angie Harmon. Smoking! To the many noble fine, upstanding, good-looking citizens of University Park, Texas. We thank you for listening to the show wherever it is that you're listening from today. We thank you as well. Here's Zach with this week's shenanigan statements. All right, number one, the University of Georgia kicked baseball player Adam Sasser off the team for racially derogatory remarks about quarterback Justin Fields. Truth or shenanigans, the dismissal is overly harsh. Wow, that's tough, Zach. I don't know. I mean... I haven't heard yet what those remarks were. Mm-hmm. For him to be flat out dismissed from the team, there had to be something to this. So I'm going to say from the surface, it looks harsh, but I'm going to trust that the, the school administration knows what they're doing. Yeah, I'm going to say it wasn't overly harsh. I'm going to say shenanigans. I just think, especially in the year 2018, if you're this player, you know you cannot get away with saying this stuff. You shouldn't say True. it. It's wrong to say it. But at this day and age, if you still feel confident going out there and saying it, you deserve every bit of backlash that you get. True. Number two, despite losing 115 games this season, the Baltimore Orioles should have retained manager Buck Showalter and could lose even more games next season without him at the helm. What do you think? Uh, I say shenanigans. You know me. I'm not a Buck Showalter fan that is mostly tied to the way that he goes out of his way to take shots at the Yankees whenever he has a chance. But look, before they traded all the talent away, he's had some talent there. They still didn't do much with it. And they it's not like they lost a bunch of their games after the trade deadline when Machado and everybody were gone. They were losing like crazy before that too. I just think 
eventually a manager's message gets old and he gets tuned out. And I think it was time for a change there. I, I think you're exactly right on that. I'm going to say shenanigans as well. I think it was time for a change, though I think Buck is a terrific in-game manager. Mm-hmm. He seems to be that guy that can get the team right to the point, but not over the hump, I guess. And, and look, if we're honest, the Yankees did him wrong, didn't they? Yeah. I, I understand. He's pretty bitter with them, and I don't like that either. But I, I guess I can't completely blame him. But I, I say shenanigans. It was time for them to move on. But he's a terrific manager. Also, there's no way the Orioles could lose more games next season because every team that fires Buck Showalter goes to the World Series immediately after. Place your bets now, people. Last but not least, running back Le'Veon Bell will play in a Steelers uniform when he eventually returns to the NFL. Shenanigans. I, I Man, there's just too much water under the bridge, isn't there? Um, yeah. No, nah, I don't see it. Look, I'm not stupid enough to think that his offensive lineman would not block for him to let him get hit. That's stupid, and if you're pushing that, you're stupid. But I just think you can't go into that locker room and disrupt whatever chemistry is there because a lot of those people believe that he quit on them, and in a way, he sort of did. And I think besides that, if the Steelers lose this week and fall to 1-3-1, and they may be done for the season as far as their chances of the playoffs. I think the chances that he gets traded are rising by the day. My prediction is the Philadelphia Eagles end up with Le'Veon Bell. All right, we're running out of time. Let's tell you what it is that we liked this week from the world of sports. Proverbs 15.1 says, The soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. There was a story this week on ESPN's website that it was the third period of a blowout loss in Chicago to the Blackhawks back in February. The Washington Capitals winger Devontae Smith-Pelly, a black player, was sent to the penalty box for fighting. As he sat there, he was able to decipher what a guy in the home crowd near the box was chanting at him. Go play basketball. Go play basketball. Obviously angry and upset, especially considering his father was in the crowd as part of the Capitals' annual father-son trip. Mm-hmm. He kept his cool rather than say something that he would regret. He reported it to security, waited a day to speak about it, and shared how he was troubled by still hearing things that players of color heard 30, 40 years ago. Maybe haven't we progressed? You just said that a minute ago, Zach, in regards mm-hmm. to Justin Fields at Georgia. Certainly many have, and the unfortunate behavior of a few idiots is not a reflection of the crowd as a whole. Chicago Tribune columnist Steve Rosenblum was moved to publish an email from a reader suggesting that the Blackhawks fans donate to a charity of Smith Pelly's choosing. As a gesture of apology, Smith Pelly said that he'd like the money to go to Fort DuPont, the only full-size indoor ice arena in D.C., and home to the Cannons, the oldest minority hockey program in North America. And according to the ESPN report, to date, the rink has received $37,488 wow. from more than 300 donors. Devontae smith Pelly, maturely standing up to racism and the good gesture of right-thinking Blackhawks fans is what I like, you like that? this week. What I like this week was nothing quite as motivational as that. It's the fact that the baseball playoffs are back. Even more than that, what I'm really enjoying is all the turnover. You have the Rockies and the Brewers playing. You have the Braves making it. You know, you have the Cubs losing their division on a tiebreaker to the Brewers. It's just, it's a fun time of year. I can't wait to soak up as many games as possible. The Major League Baseball playoffs are what I like this week. This has been the Beyond the Game program. Glad you could be with us for this week's show btgprogram.com you can hear past broadcasts detailed information about how you can know jesus christ personally and begin a faith journey walking daily in the love of god for zach barletta i'm rick benson lord willing 
We'll be back together again next week right here at this same time. Be bold and be great this week, everybody. 